0: Welcome to the Utah Shakespeare Festival's Play On podcast. This is your host, Nano Taggart. Today we're pleased to speak with set designer Joe Winarski. Joe designed the sets for the two new fall shows, Boeing Boeing and Sherlock Holmes' The Final Adventure. Joe has designed the sets of more than 30 Utah Shakespeare Festival productions since 2006. Her credits also include set design with other regional theaters across the country, as well as Off-Broadway and Off-Off-Broadway Theater. She's also served as an associate designer on a number of Broadway shows in New York City. In 2012, Joe received the Broadway World Central New York Award for Best Set Design for Titanic, as well as a 2009 Emmy nomination in Art Direction for A Colbert Christmas. Joe also has a long list of art direction credits in the television industry. She currently serves as the art director for Late Night with Seth Meyers on NBC. I'm wondering if you can just take us through uh, the process of, of when you find out you get a job, you know, designing a set for, for a theater production. Where, where do you begin? Uh, what, what sort of research is involved?
1: Oh, sure. Um, You know, depending on the play, uh, what I usually do is read the play first. It's uh-huh. a good start, right? Yeah. And um, then I, I generally speak to the – try to have a co- a brief conversation with the director before I start the research. Cool. Because depending on um the play, you know, if it's a Shakespeare play, uh, very often they're updated or, you know, locations are different, you know, yeah, yeah, place yeah. in a different century or time. And so I wouldn't want to go off and spend hours and hours and hours researching, you know ancient greece when we're gonna set it in coney island or you know yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so usually there's a brief conversation just to say like hey you know where what do we think what do you thinking about about where you know where are we going to set this play what is the mood of the play you know just general conversations yeah. and then from there i'll go off and do research
0: okay cool based on where, where the director wants the play to take place uh-huh. um what's what's the process like of you mentioned the meetings and conversations with uh, a director what's How many meetings and conversations goes into sort of creating that final product that that gets built on stage?
1: Oh, gosh. It really depends on the show, and it also depends on the the relationship with the director. Okay. Um, You know, uh, some directors I've worked with. Many, many times, and actually, then it just takes far less meetings, you know, yeah. because we know each other and there's a shorthand and there's a trust. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, uh, for a more complicated play, like something like a, a multi set musical, yeah. generally takes more meetings. It also, funnily, um, depends on if the meetings are in person or yeah, yeah. if they're over the phone or a web. I find that one in person meeting is more valuable than five phone calls.
0: Oh, cool. That makes sense. Um,
1: Because it's all the intangibles, you know, directors talk with their hands and, you know, it's all those little, uh, it's all the other clues that you can't get on the phone.
0: Yeah, you just can't replace having someone in front of you physically. (laughs) Yes. Um, So do these conversations ever um, help inform the director? I mean, do you always come into the conversation with a director that knows, okay, I want to set this play in the Old West, say? Or Mm -hmm. or are you often part of the conversation that actually kind of helps make the decision of, of where a play set
1: oh you know it's 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 totally gone both ways you know cool sometimes it's my idea and i hope it's a good one if we actually do it you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on but
1: but it's, but it's happened that that you know that it's been mine and um or you know or sometimes it's the lighting designers like costume designers you know the best the best projects are the ones where you know there is a true collaboration again amongst all all designers you know Cool. and it's also great to work with a director who is open you know to to think about and and uh, entertain you know other ideas of uh, rather than what they were what, what they originally thought
0: yeah yeah you've, you've worked with David a few times now as a director I believe right over the years uh-huh. um, absolutely have you have you been part of uh, one of those uh, working with David has it been a chance to kind of collaborate and, and create the the setting
1: oh absolutely when we did taming of the shrew um In Oregon, he had this idea about tattoos and about um, that Kate uh, actually has like a a sleeve of tattoos that (laughs) Petruchio being a big old rockabilly, you know, star and that like that's how their love sort of gets discovered. Uh And I said, well, you know, there's a huge rockabilly festival in Coney Island every year. And it seems to me like there's no better place to fall in love than the beach, you know, than the seaside in the summertime. Yeah. And so his original idea about doing it rockabilly led to my thought of Coney Island, which led us down the road of how we initially came, you know, how we, how we actually finally came to what the setting looked like.
0: That's incredible. It sounds like so much fun to to get to collaborate and, and create this world.
1: You know, it, it, it's totally the the best part of my job is is, you know, sitting around with people who are smarter and more creative than I am and, you know shooting, ide- lobbing ideas across the table. You know, it's, it's the best part of the job.
0: That's so cool. Um, do, do you ever, like, visit places physically or even on the Internet to kind of get inspiration for your work? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you um, think of maybe an example where, you know, maybe a vacation you took totally oh, informed? So funny.
1: I was going to say I went to Coney Island when we were doing Taming of the Shrews. So uh, to right check it out in person. Um you know, and then like vacation-wise, you know, things like that. You know, I try, like, like everyone, to travel, you know, as much yeah. as possible and see as much as possible. Absolutely. Um, you know, and whether it's immediately applicable to a show, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I, when I was in London a couple of years ago for for work, I made sure I went and did the Tower of London and did all of that stuff. It's like Very you know, cool. I designed too many Shakespeare plays not to walk through all those dungeons, all those, <laughs> you know, and Absolutely. you know, just. And just store it in my visual Rolodex, you know, that like I can be like, oh, I remember I saw this thing, you know.
0: Yeah, when well, you get to say you did it for work, so it's like official and legit. How cool, exactly. how cool is that? Exactly. How much yeah. How much of your creativity then is, you know, reality-based versus how much of it is something that you just, you know, sort of follow the muse or maybe something that came to you in a dream or in, you know, spontaneously in a conversation?
1: Oh, interesting. Um, you know, I, that's that, there's two ways I think I could answer that question. But I would I would say, like, I don't ever make stuff up. Cool. Like, I don't make up architecture. Because, gotcha. you know, if you make up architecture, when you see it on stage, it looks made up.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah.
1: Because there are proportions and things, you know, uh, architectural gra- standards are what they are. And so when you, you know, that doesn't mean you can't make things in perspective or force them or skew them. But I, I do – I have a fundamental believing that all scenery needs to be based in some sort of reality. And whether that reality is an orchid, Mm -hmm. or a beetle, or, you know, a bark of a tree, or if that, if that reality is the entrance to 30 Rock and the revolving doors. You know, it doesn't matter what the reality is, but it, you're, when you draw, in my opinion, scenery, it needs to come from some, you know, Realistic thing that the human eye recognizes, yeah. and then you can play with it and skew it from there. But I think when you start and like just try to make things up, mm-hmm. it has this weird thing. And I didn't believe it to be true until I went through grad school, and now I totally believe that that is true. <laughs> you can't, you cannot make stuff up. You it, have got to base it in something.
0: It makes sense because you're—I mean, you're not trained as an architect, right? So you can't.
1: It's not even about being trained as an architect. It's about human. It's about we all live in a world that we see every day, and we accept standards and and gotcha. you know, there's a way that we all see architecture. And when something is not right, you know it. Gotcha. And even if even if the audience member can't put their finger on what is wrong, it'll sit wrong with them because of their own experience in the
0: world. Okay, I gotcha. Wow, that's and that's what I said.
1: that doesn't mean your set can't be a gargantuan, you know, butterfly wing. Yeah,
0: and, absolutely.
1: That—that's that, you know, there's so much room for fantasy and all that stuff. But you'd best look at a butterfly wing and look at the patterning of a butterfly wing and draw from there. I'm not saying you have to copy it. I'm saying you need to look at it and familiarize yourself, and then launch off of that. But I think if you launch off your, you know, off of some something, does it make sense what I'm saying? Like, oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. Know, no,
0: this is amazing. You,
1: yeah, you end up with something that looks.
0: Fake. I don't know. It's it's a it's an amazing thing that, like I said, I didn't
1: believe it to be true, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh no, wow. that's totally true. Don't make stuff up.
0: <laughs> no, I can, I can see what you're saying. With uh, you did Skippan a couple of years yeah. ago for the Shakespeare mm-hmm. Festival, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think that's a good example of. I mean, c- it was basically normal minimalist architecture, but you did funny things with you know the size of doors, the colors, the you know some of the left to right um, you know comparison of size. It, so it was reality, but you did. You know, it was kind of filtered through this, um, I don't know, comic lens, in a way. I
1: was going to say, you can absolutely adjust the lens. It's just what, what your starting point is. Yeah.
0: How, can you talk a little bit, you also work in television. I do. And this, this fascinates me. I mean, what are, yeah. what's the difference between de- designing a set, you know, for a theatrical production, uh, going into it versus having to design a set for a television show, like like the work you do on uh, Seth Meyers on NBC?
1: Well, let me correct you. That I'm the art director. I'm art director. Okay, yeah. I'm not the I'm not the production designer. I'm the art director. So okay. it's a different job. Um, but I would say that the difference between theater and television is money and time.
0: There is more uh, of both in television. There is less time and there is more money. Oh wow, that's interesting.
1: Uh, you know, I was I was joking. Um, I was telling David Ivers actually that you know the funny thing about this job is it's really changed my perspective of what constitutes as an emergency. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> Where
1: you know, and it's probably bad, but I'm like, oh gosh, we don't go into tech for four weeks, you know it's, it's all gonna be fine,
0: yeah, you know, yeah.
1: whereas like mm-hmm. this has to be on air, you know the audience loads in in an hour and we're taping you know
0: uh-huh.
1: and, and it's a daily that daily thing you know of of uh of of timeline, yeah. So I, mean, I would say those are the two biggest differences. Otherwise, you know, scenery is scenery. I mean, you're looking at other things. You know, your lens is different. Your perspective is different. You know, with theater, you're you're looking for what the audience sees as a whole because there's no close-up in theater. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in television, you're you're constantly looking at what what's the camera shot, what's the angle, how are they going to shoot this? You know, because the camera completely focuses the viewer's vision. You know, the, what what they see. And so that that's also the other difference is that um the theater is, is a much bigger picture it's yeah. a much broader it's a much broader picture mm-hmm. where um television is, is a much more articulate uh uh defined crafting of, of what the camera sees and how the, how the how the show is shot
0: awesome so as an art director do you work with you know your camera crew to manipulate the viewer experience or do you just kind of work do they tell you give you an idea of their pans and lenses and you have to work inside of that frame well-
1: it's all decided by the director of the show because the director decides how the show is shot. Okay. And the director is the person who actually – it's different than theater. What the director does in television is that they actually – they're the person calling the cameras. Gotcha. You know, they're the person saying, like, camera mm-hmm. – camera." you know, as, as you change shots during a show, uh, it's the director who's actually uh, orchestrating that and in cor- in choreographing cool. the camera moves.
0: I am completely ignorant to – I've never even been on a television set, so thank you.
1: Come come to New York. You can come
0: to my show. <laughs> that would be amazing. How I'd like to ask all the guests this, as with my background in studying the arts, we constantly talk about what it means to have an entry point into the uh, arts. You know, like when when did you start to really care about this stuff? When did you um, know you wanted your life to center around, you know, art? Did you have was there a defined moment in your sort of past where you knew you had to do this stuff, or is it was it just kind of something you were good at and, and fell into?
1: Well, um, I actually, everyone in my family, up until I was probably 17 or 18 years old, thought I was going to be an actor. Oh, wow. Okay. I was the lead in all the school plays. I went to NYU undergrad for acting. Oh, wow. Um, I had this amazing experience when I was um, 14 years old where I went to a a a program called the Summer Arts Institute in New Jersey which doesn't exist anymore sadly and I was part of an immersion uh, um, an immersive arts program that was developed um for for students who were uh, talented in more than one discipline uh-huh and it was called Interarts oh cool and it was there that I actually learned or discovered that I actually uh, ha- had visual art talent and um and it just, it, and it was from there that I started being interested in design and all those things. So I would say, if you were like, "How did you know you were going to be an artist?" I'd say, you know, the Summer Arts Institute when I was 14 years old.
0: Oh wow, that's fascinating. Summer camp. <laughs> summer camp. Summer camp stories. Um, yeah. It seems like even a lot of the MFA programs and you know various art fields are are taking that model by becoming interdisciplinary, right? Um, I think.
1: I think it's important because I think, like you know, especially when you're very young. I mean, imagine if I hadn't gone to the Summer Arts Institute when I was 14. You know, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I really don't believe I'd be a set designer now. That's you know, incredible. and I didn't know at 14 because you know you're not exposed. You don't really, you know, how many 14 year olds really know what a set designer is or does? You know, or that
0: they exist even. Yeah.
1: It, yeah, it's like you know, you know, you do plays in your high school and it's fun, you know, but you don't know sort of the layering of jobs. And I, so I think you know, for. Someone who's young and even someone who's in their undergraduate program, I, I, I would encourage, you know, I think it's better to, to do a broader based education where you learn more things because you just, you just don't know. You don't know who you are.
0: Yeah. That young. Oh, that's I incredible. What, what percentage of people that, that do what you do, for, I mean, whether it be art direction for television or, um, you know, scenic design for theater, do a lot of them come from, you mentioned the visual arts. You didn't learn about your visual arts skills until you were, you know, a little older. How many people come from it as, you know, I want to be an artist and this is a way for me to make a living as an artist? And how many people come from it as I just want to surround myself in theater and I happen to be good at this stuff?
1: You know, um, I'm trying to think of my grad school classmates, like where they came from. Um, Mm -hmm. My friend, uh, a friend of mine from grad school went to Yale for architecture as an undergrad and came into set design. There was another girl who'd gone to Cooper Union as a visual artist. Um, There was a guy who had been a location scout for film who was in my program. Um, There was me who was essentially an actor. You know, Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I, I would say that I did take four years off between undergrad and graduate school and did a lot of downtown theater, like the you yourself a hammer and a dream, you know, <laughs>
0: scenery. You got to start somewhere. Yeah,
1: exactly. But so by that point, by the time I started graduate school, I, I didn't consider myself an actor at all. But if you looked at my undergrad degree, you know, it would, I have a BFA in acting. Um, uh-huh. Let me think for it. You know, So it seems like it's all, it's, it's very, it's varied, you know?
0: Back on you yourself, a hammer and a dream. Um, How how did how did you break in to this? I mean, I know it's it's such a different process. It seems like because actors, uh, you know, try out. They actually have an audition process. And I'm wondering, how if you're if you're a scenic designer, how do you how do you get your first few jobs?
1: Um, I got super lucky. I. Um, I did both my undergraduate and my graduate work at NYU, um, which cool. wasn't planned. It just, that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. But when I was an undergrad, um, there was a designer whose name is Beowulf Bort, who's actually used to design at the festival. Okay,
0: yeah. And
1: you don't, you don't forget someone named Beowulf, right? No,
0: no, his, he's done a lot of Broadway stuff, and you yeah. work with him, Yeah, no, right? he, just, he just won a Tony this year. Yay! Very cool. He,
1: yeah, and he designed at the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Um, anyways, he's a fantastic human being, and I met him when I was an undergrad, and he was a graduate student, because mm-hmm. he worked as the props master for under- undergrad drama for his graduate assistantship. And I was an undergrad, so I met him. And um, then when I was in graduate school, my program has parties every year Mm -hmm. and Beowulf came to one of the parties and I just started talking to him because I remembered him, obviously. And we talked. And then when I came to graduate at the design show, Beowulf came up to me and said, Hey, I've got a job for you. I'm doing this show at the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Mm -hmm. You know, Are you interested in going out and being my assistant? And that's sort of how Everything started for me.
0: Um, So your your start in the business kind of came here at USF. Then, uh huh. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't realize that. That's incredible. Yeah,
1: and um, so I worked for Baywell for a bunch of years as his associate. Um, I also, um, through an incredible turn of events, you know, it's a long story of how I ended up at NBC. But a friend of mine in grad school was working on a show. Called Craft Corner Deathmatch, which was uh-huh. on the Style Network for one season. And she's like, oh, we need a props master. And I had been the props master for undergraduate drama as my graduate assistantship. So that's awesome. also like I've sort of followed in Beowulf's footsteps. Yeah. And um, so I worked on this show, Craft Corner Deathmatch, and I met Ellen Waggett, who was the production designer of that show who's the production designer of Late Night with Seth Meyers. Oh, wow. And so, you know, it was like many years to end up landing here. But, you know, it's all, that's how it, it's like the little job you do. You know, I worked as a props master, not as a designer, not as an art director, but I met Ellen, you know, or I went out, you know, in Beowulf, uh, to this day, actually, I had a phone call today about a job he recommended me for, oh, you wow. know, because we'd worked together for so long, he recommended me for work. And so it's, it's one of those, I hate to say it, but it's it's a little, you know, it's a lot of who you know
0: Yeah. and how, you know. Well, it's not—it's not, it's not um, superficial, though, right? I mean, it really is. You mentioned everyone I've talked to mentions the spirit of collaboration really being mm-hmm. at the center of everything a performing arts group does. And you need to be able to trust the people you're working with and have, you know, kind of fly blind a lot of the time. It sounds like and having relationships, I, I think, makes people more comfortable uh, in working with each other. Do you think that's true? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think so, and I think that, you know, of course, like, you know, theaters, all references and recommendations, you know? Mm -hmm. I always think, like, you know, you want to like the people you have to sit in a dark room with for 10 out of 12, (laughs) you know? Can you imagine if you don't like these people? You know, ugh.
0: So You may as well have any other job, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, if you're going to do theater, which I think it's so hard, you know, to do professionally, you know, you you better be having fun because – you know it 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 demands a lot on your life you Absolutely. know to, to be a professional designer
0: do you think do you think you'll always have your feet in in both ponds you know television art direction and theater set design
1: i i, I hope to yeah. you know i um it, it it uh i so love theater i so love theater mm-hmm. i wanted to do i wanted to make a more permanent home in television because i wanted to make a more permanent home in new york city gotcha you know, being a regional theater designer is awesome, and I've had an awesome run, you know, and done so many fun things. But I, I grew – I honestly grew a little weary of the travel.
0: I understand. We've talked to a lot of people that talk about sort of that exact thing, the artist's sacrifice. It's got to be nice to be somewhere and get a paycheck every couple of weeks.
1: I mean, I, I like live in New York now, which is fun, as opposed to rent a very expensive storage space, which is what it felt like, you know, yeah. what my <laughs> apartment was. Um, but the beautiful thing is, uh, I was actually talking to Aaron Wilson, the scenery uh, director, about this. Is that now when I come out to Utah,
0: uh-huh.
1: I'm so happy to be there. You know, it's not like I've just been in, like, you know, Peoria and wherever else, and you know, it's more it's like, like a no, vacation. I'm, yeah. Well, it's like, well, it's like you know, I'm coming out, and it's like the one. It's the one time I've traveled in three months, as opposed to. The fifth show I've done, you know, on the road and, you know, yeah. and so it really, it actually brings a lighter, a lightness to me, which, which was surprising and wonderful.
0: So. That's cool. It's got to be, there's got to be less anxiety, too, with just having to, you know, every summer you go do some theater stuff versus, like you said, describing jumping, jumping from job to job to job for what had to feel like an eternity when you're living that lifestyle.
1: Yeah, well because it was, you know, everything was freelance. So it was all job to you know, job to job to job, so.
0: Yeah, I couldn't um, so, I couldn't do that. Like honestly knowing I only have this paycheck for 3 months over and over and over and over again, that that would take a toll on me. I that's got to be so hard for everyone that's that's playing this game.
1: I mean, well I mean, I'm sure actors would say the same thing, you know. They're like in some town for 6 months and they're, you know,
0: just That's so cool. Um kind of to sum up, do you have any advice you might offer to someone that, that might be thinking about, you know, patterning their life around around this art. Maybe specifically, uh, art direction or scenic design, or even being a props master. You know, some because it sounds like your your background is really diverse and varied, and you you can kind of have a lot of conversations about a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> um, I you know I, I guess I would say you know go get a really good liberal arts education. You know,
0: and just know as much stuff as you possibly can.
1: Learn and be interested in the world around you. Go see things. You know, the more you see, the more you know. That's true. And, and you know, what I always tell you know, my friend of mine who teaches is a college professor and teaches stuff design is like, what advice would you give a young designer? Uh-huh. And I, and I don't mean this flippantly, but my advice is, don't be a jerk.
0: <laughs> oh. You know?
1: I think that's the big. You know, you you get work by people wanting to work with you and wanting to be around you. You know, do good work, turn it in on time. You yeah. know, those things are, are givens and expected. You know, absolutely. But but then after that, like, be a nice person. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: So if, if you're if you're that person in grad school that's kind of a competitive jerk, it, it doesn't bode well for your future, right?
1: It's, I don't I don't think being a jerk bodes well for your future. I yeah. really don't because I, like I it's said, great it, to
0: hear because it seems like I watch a lot of jerks get ahead. I'm not going to lie. You know what?
1: <laughs> then, then I don't know. The world isn't completely just. But yeah. you know, my my advice would be, you know. I appreciate
0: that so much.
1: You know, I spent so many years with Beowulf because we got along, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I mean, sure, I did a good job and, you know, I was a good associate. But I think he would tell you it was also awesome because, like, I was fun to have in tech. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's terrific. That, every so, time you
0: say the word Beowulf, I think his parents Beowulf, must have been <laughs> serious literary geeks or something.
1: Yeah, but I would say that—that's my biggest. You know, be a good person. Do I mean you know if you can get past all the basic things like you know get your you know learn all your skills and do good work and turn things in on time. Uh-huh. Then I think you know what kind of person you are is actually going to
0: shape a lot of your career. That's terrific, wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Joe. I know. At least I have an inkling of how busy you must be sitting at a desk there in New York City. So (laughs) the fact that you take, you know, 25 minutes for us to have a conversation really means a lot. We appreciate it. Oh,
1: my gosh. It was my pleasure. You know, the festival has been my, you know, I I count it as my artistic home. I've designed, I think, 35 shows there.
0: Oh, wow. That's incredible. And
1: and so, you know, anything, you know, anything the festival asks, I try to to make happen.
0: Awesome. Well, your work is incredible, and we hope you keep coming here for as long as you can.
1: Oh, Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you in person.
0: Awesome. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Play On podcast. We would be grateful if you would spend a minute or two to take our survey on the podcast website at bard.org under the News Media tab. We will be back next week with more talented guests.